Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. We're talking about Russell Brand. And I don't think anyone is hugely surprised, to some degree, because he is very outgoing. He has been very open over the last 15 years about his addiction to sex and the way he treats women in general. He talks about it as stand-up comedy on a regular basis. But by the time the In Plain Sight documentary aired on Saturday evening, the horrifying accusations had been laid out in black and white in the Times website or on the Times website for several hours. But the Dispatches film, In Plain Sight, still managed to add a new dimension to the already harrowing claims by five women, four of whom um, were not willing to be on the show and they had actors and silhouettes and all that, but one who did. And with a montage of clips from Brands TV and Radio Back Catalogue, many of which, by the way, were taken from Channel 4's archives themselves, from shows like Big Brother's Big Mouth, the 90-minute film suggested how his comedy threw up alarming red flags over and over again. It opens up with footage from Brand's 2006 stand-up special, Shame, appearing on stage wearing one of his standard disheveled quasi-Dickinson ensembles, and he embarked on a, a joke about oral sex before doing a stomach-churning impression, uh, complete with the gagging sounds. Now, just for those who haven't seen the documentary, here's a little clip. I don't want to play too much because it's quite, I'll be honest with you, it's quite disturbing. Now tonight, off stage, it sees him accused of rape, sexual assault, controlling and abusive behaviour, uncovered in a major investigation by Channel 4 Dispatches, The Times and The Sunday Times. He's grabbing at my, my underwear, pulling it to the side. I'm telling him to get off me. So it goes on from that, and you can imagine what those women accuse him of. Rape, sexual assault. Now, he was tipped off about this. But when I say he was tipped off, the documentary, because they have a legal obligation, to send him a letter or an email or contact him for his right to reply. He did get that during the week, and he went on to his own podcast on Friday, to defend himself, and I think it's only fair that we play his defence. I was very, very promiscuous. Now, during that time of promiscuity, the relationships I had were absolutely always consensual. I was always transparent about that then, almost too transparent. And I'm being transparent about it now as well. So he makes claim that he did nothing illegal, committed no crimes, and refutes everything that's in the documentary. There were accounts, as I said, from four women who made claims of sexual assault, rape. Uh, Nadia, a woman from Los Angeles, claimed he raped her violently. Alice, who was 16, which was the more concerning one, claimed he sexually abused her and treated her like a toy whilst taking her virginity. She claimed he sent a driver from the BBC to pick her up from school. She was in secondary school. Runners who worked with him, by the way, a runner is, uh, I suppose, an intern or a beginner on a show. And a woman he worked with claimed he exposed himself to her and assaulted them and tried to assault them or regularly asked people to sleep with them. There were stories of women who went to shows and they were asked, who wants to sleep with Russell in the hotel afterwards? Now, again, these are stories. And since the documentary aired, more women with unconfirmed stories have come forward. But as of yet, it's really important to mention that none of these women have had Russell Brand charged. Now, later today, there was one woman who made a formal complaint to the Met Police um, and she said that she was assaulted by Russell Brand in Soho back in 2003, 20 years ago. The, the Met Police said, by the way, they will support and welcome any of the women in the documentary to come forward. 
But so far, these are only allegations. That could be true and may not be true. But if indeed they are true, it's quite disturbing. And Russell Brand has never denied that he had a sex addiction and was promiscuous, you know, during his early career, as well as having a drug problem at one point in his life as well. But what I want to focus on, I don't want people for the next 45 minutes or hour coming on the air telling me they think he's guilty or not guilty. Because firstly, that's not fair. Secondly, it wouldn't be right of us to do that. But what the focus today very much was, should the documentary have aired? Because there is an argument that we have a justice system similar to the UK. We have a more or less identical justice system. And that everybody is innocent till proven guilty. In other words, the way things work is you commit a crime, the person you commit the crime against goes to the police, reports the crime and makes a statement. You then get a visit from the police and say, listen, somebody's made a statement and an allegation against you. Can you come down to the police station and make a statement? You go down to the police station, you make a statement, you either admit it or deny it in your statement. That is then sent to the Crown Prosecution Service in the UK or the DPP in this country. They decide whether there's a case, whether there's evidence of a case, or whether they believe there's a case against you. If there is, they will summon you to court. You both have your day in court. That's the way the justice system works, and a jury decides who's telling the truth. That's justice. That's why that woman stands up on top of the four courts in Ireland with her hand over and a blindfold. And people often think, why is she wearing a blindfold? Why in all those statues are they wearing a blindfold when they have the scales in one hand? Well, the reason they wear a blindfold is because justice is meant to be blind. And that's the reason for the blindfold. The idea that you would, you know, run something in the media and before you even have any complaints to the police. And by the way, can I say to Channel, Channel 4, Dispatches Programme, say they've been, and Times UK have been working on this, the Sunday Times as well, for three years investigating it. But we don't know, and with respect to the women, some people have said, well, they're victims. Well, they're not actually victims until somebody's found guilty or if there's a crime has been committed. And we, and we don't know that because we're, that's their word and Russell Brand says he didn't do anything wrong. So from our point of view, as people looking from the outside in, we have to take an objective view and an impartial view and say that everybody's innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. There is no doubt that Russell Brand is an unusual character. There is no doubt that Russell Brand has led a checkered life. There is no doubt that Russell Brand is a sex addict and is inappropriate in his actions on many occasions. But there is also no doubt that he's quite transparent about that and has written about it himself in his, in his own books. But according to him, he has always had consent. So a lot of people are saying today that what's happening with these types of documentaries is wrong. Um, and as much as it gives people the opportunity to come forward, they're not coming forward to the right people. They're coming forward to a television station and not the police. And remember, of course, they can remain anonymous. If you go to the police and you want to make a claim or, you know, you've been sexually, you've uh, accusing somebody of rape or sexual assault, you can remain anonymous. That is your right as a victim of a sexual crime. So you don't have to go to a television station to remain anonymous or have a silhouette or your voice changed by an actor. And earlier on the podcast today, I spoke to, and by the way, I want to take your calls. It's uh, your, the number if you want to send us a text or WhatsApp is 87 And the question is, is it trial by media or is it right in the public interest? In other words, is it right to run these documentaries in the public interest that we need to know about these things before it even gets into a courtroom? 
or is it wrong and is it trial by media? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Now, going back to what I said earlier on in my podcast, I thought it was important that we understand what trial by media can do to people. And I'm not likening the two cases, of course. But Harvey Proctor was a former Tory MP. And in 2019, he was compensated by the Metropolitan Police for nearly a million quid. Well, nine, well, would have been a million euro, 900,000 pounds over the force's disastrous investigation into false claims of a VIP paedophile ring. Harvey Proctor, who was, as I said, an ex-Tory politician in Britain, had his home raided. And by the way, this is the first time the media destroyed his life. They also destroyed his life back in 1985. He'd only made, built it back up again. But he had his home raided, following claims by a fantasist, by a man by the name of Carl Beach, who was known as Nick. Nick was given the opportunity to go on television, on the BBC, with his silhouette, and an actor's voice, and made claims that Harvey Proctor and a D-Day veteran, Lord Bramall, and the late um, Lord Britton, and also Edward Heath, were all involved in a paedophile ring, which turned into what they called Operation Midland by the Metropolitan Police. It was all over social media. It was all over the media. People were named. His life was destroyed. And it turned out that Carl Beach, or Nick, was a liar. But the police believed him and put this out in the media, thinking that more people would come forward. But of course, more people didn't come forward. Actually, two did, and we'll talk to Harvey about that in a minute. But they are now being, by the way, they're obviously now being investigated by the police for perverting the course of justice, because they also equally lied too. So, as I said, Nick, or as Carl Beach known, was found to be lying, eventually admitted he was lying, and made up the whole story and is now serving 20 years in jail for what he did, and rightly so, for destroying the lives of people. Well, Harvey Proctor has only got his life back together again, and I spoke to him earlier on today, and I suppose I was kind of delighted, first of all, to speak to him again, because I interviewed him before on my podcast, and he's such a lovely man, he told me the story of his life and that happened to him back in the 1980s. So first of all, I just thanked him for coming on, and... Uh, I was happy to talk to him again. And to you, thank you for uh, inviting me on your programme. Your story is horrific and many of our listeners will be familiar with it, but if they're not, they can look back at our previous shows. Last month, I think it was, we spoke in detail about what happened to you throughout your life on two occasions because of the media, and you'll find that on our website if anybody wants to go to the website and look at it. But getting to Russell Brand, the argument for these documentaries, these in plain sight type documentaries is similar to the, the one they did on Cliff Richard when it was broadcast live on the BBC while they searched his home, is that it encourages other witnesses to come forward or other victims, possible victims, to come forward to corroborate stories. And the Met Police believe this is a good thing. Do you believe it's a good thing? Well, in my case, in 2015, I held a press conference and appealed for anyone who could genuinely support what Mr. Beach had said about me to come forward. I know that two people did come forward. They are currently being investigated by Sussex police for perverting the course of justice. So the question isn't number. It isn't a numerical matter. It is the truth that matters. Now, with regard to Mr. Brandt, 
I, um, I, I, I don't like, I've never liked uh, his uh, supposed humor, but he is, as everyone is, innocent until proved guilty. And he should not be tried in the court of public opinion on social media or with respect by the Sunday Times, the Times or Channel 4. They will argue that over a three-year period, their journalists and investigators have delved into the stories and checked the backgrounds of the individuals who make the claims, although all individuals, with the exception of one, are using actors' voices and silhouettes, which some people would say makes it easier because you don't have to, I suppose, face the police. But they will say they will argue they've investigated this and they wouldn't put out something they believed was untrue. So for three years, what you're telling me is that the Sunday Times, the Times, Channel 4, have been in possession of information proving criminal offences in the United Kingdom and in the United States of America, and they have not shared that information with the police, rather to store it up, not for a few months or a year, but for three years or more. Uh, to have a scoop documentary trashing the criminal justice system, certainly in this country. That doesn't seem to be a very good reference for the media. One of the arguments I heard from the media is that, well, women can come forward anonymously and we can use an actor's voice or a silhouette and it gives them an opportunity to say how they feel and what happened to them, share their experience, no matter how harrowing it might be. Well, I assume that a woman can go to the Met Police and remain anonymous uh, until such a time as she obviously has to appear in court, if indeed it is justice that she is looking for, or he is looking for, if that's the case may be. So why do you think we're continuing to allow this to happen? I mean, surely to God that if me or you or anybody else, as you did, by the way, in your case, as a documentary run on television, they do risk a defamation case, and a very serious defamation case, of course, if it's not true. Male or females making sexual allegations against anyone in this country have anonymity, lifelong anonymity. In my case, uh, the chap had um, was given a pseudonym. He was called Nick to begin with. He appeared on television and radio. On television, he appeared again with a blacked out face and an actor's voice. I get suspicious about people appearing on television with an actor's voice and a blacked out face because of what happened to me. I do not know the details of this case other than that uh, I have appeared in the media, but I do believe that Mr. Brent uh, should actually have remained anonymous until such time as the police were at least informed to get the police um, view about these matters. Remember, in my case... So well, the police, in your case, police, turned around on television and said, case, we believe him. In my case, the police went on television before they started to investigate and said Mr. Beach was credible and true. Mm -hmm. They went to a judge to get search warrants of my and some of my former colleagues 
uh, house and Field Marshal Lord Brownell's house uh, with what the judge who granted those search warrants is now saying were illegal search warrants because the police liked him to get the search warrants. So I'm well versed in all these matters, but I do think the media has been remiss uh, in not going to the police at every stage of their inquiries. They were more interested in a scoop documentary than justice. So it's all about sensationalism. It's all about getting the, the, the program that everybody's going to watch. And maybe it is worth a while, even if they were sued for defamation and they were wrong. Maybe it is worth a while to get that scoop and the advertising revenue they will get from that. But it's damaging to people's lives. And we have discussed before, similar to here in Ireland as well, that it should be a case that nobody should ever be named until they're charged and until they're appearing before a jury of their peers. Well, that is my view. Now, what the uh, opposing camp will say on this is that if somebody is named, there is the opportunity and the possibility of others coming forward to give similar stories, similar evidence. Well, I believe that that could be covered by anyone wishing to let the name of the alleged suspect be known and out there in the media should have the ability to go to a high court judge and ask him in view of these reasons mm -hmm. um, he should be named i do not think the media should be judge jury and almost executioner in their own case there was a suggestion by one person today in the media that uh, who was a, a former relationship with, with Russell Brand that she was approached by the documentary and she said that in her experience she had a relationship with him and on an indi a particular night he had requested sex and she said she wasn't interested and he didn't force her and he just went to sleep and she left his apartment the following day. Um, they didn't use her part in the documentary because maybe it didn't suit the documentary. I'm not too sure why they didn't particularly use it. That doesn't give balance to what I believe is a, doc a good documentary, if that's really what they wanted to do. Is there any room for these type of exposés? Because people will argue that if we go back to Jimmy Savile's days, of course, you know, that if somebody had, a, you know, released a documentary before Jimmy Savile died and not after he died, we may have had justice for Jimmy Savile before he managed to get away with it and escape this world. Well on my suggested changes to the law uh, an application to a high court judge could have allowed um, any documentary on jimmy savile to have taken place if the judge had agreed can i make my own challenge as uh, on your program if i may yes sure i challenge dispatches channel force program i challenge the sunday times and i challenge the times to declare whether or not, and if so, what amounts of money has been paid to their contributors for this programme. I know in my case, Mr. Beach did it for money. So he received money to go on the television and make accusations. And for people who don't remember those accusations, there were accusations of paedophilia, rape, and even in some instance, by the way, in relation to murder. And, and torture. He was making an, at the time that the Metropolitan Police picked up 
his allegations against me and others, which became Operation Midland, he had made a claim to the criminal injuries body for compensation for previous allegations he'd made to Wiltshire police, which the Met Police either didn't know or ignored. The Metropolitan Police, while at his home, they decided that they would help him with his claim to the criminal injuries body. And a detective constable rang up the criminal injuries body to say that they should pay his claim. He was, of course, their star witness at the time. I want to remind people again that Carl Beach, better known as Nick at the time who made those accusations against you, is now in jail. Uh, for making false accusations. And of course, you sued the Met Police successfully uh, at the time, and certainly from what I believe, for not enough money, but you did sue them and you were compensated. You couldn't possibly have been compensated for the damage that it did to your life, the damage it did to your career, and nobody could imagine what that time was like, that period of during the investigation where essentially you couldn't really say anything because I'm sure you were taking legal advice, you know, at that time to obviously not say an awful lot in case you incriminated yourself even more. Well, eventually I got fed up of the media and the police drip, drip, dripping stories into the media about what I was supposed to have done. When I knew that I was completely innocent of any of the allegations made by Mr. Beach, um, I therefore went to my lawyers and said I wanted to throw a press conference. They um, sought legal advice in London and were told under no circumstances should I hold a press conference. When the Metropolitan Police wished to interview me a second time, first for six hours and then uh, took another hour and a half or two hours, uh, I said that I would only return to London uh, on the basis that I uh, threw a press conference, which I did uh, the day after my second interview with the Metropolitan uh, Police. Um, so it is important, I think, for a suspect, an alleged suspect, however heinous the crimes, not to be named unless a High Court judge permits it. It should not be for the, um, the decision of the media uh, or indeed of the police whether an alleged suspect should be named or not until he is charged. Once he's charged, that's a different matter. But um, I feel very strongly about that. Uh, I have um, no um, love for Mr. Um, Rand. I um, neither do I, by the way. Can I just point out for his style of comedy? Or, it's or, quite salacious. Or, 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 or his uh, humour. But he has the presumption of innocence until proven guilty, as we all have or should have. And who should be the champions? Who should be the champions of this uh, presumption of innocence? The Sunday Times, The Times, Channel 4, Dispatches. And I heard today on the, world, uh, on the one o'clock news on BBC, uh, the Ofcom chief, uh, a, a lady, uh, making no mention of innocence until proven guilty.
quite wrong. Well, listen, it's been wonderful talking to you once again, and I hope you're keeping well yourself, and I hope things are getting back together again in your life. And I second your challenge, by the way, in relation to where people paid. It would be interesting to know that. If they weren't, they weren't. That's fair enough. But if they were, I think for the in the interest of full transparency, I think it should be published how much money was paid if indeed people were paid. And I'm not talking about the actors. I'm talking about the individuals that actually made the claims. And if those individuals who made the claims are telling the truth, I urge them, like everybody else, to go to the police and make it official because that's exactly what the law is there for and that's what justice is there for. Uh, listen, thank you very I much agree. indeed. Harvey Proctor, thank you very much indeed for joining us and I appreciate you joining us today on the show. Thank you. There you go, that was Harvey Proctor, who I spoke to earlier on. If you want to watch the whole interview, by the way, or you want to listen to the whole interview, you can go to my website, my own personal website, nileboylan.com. Uh, the whole interview is there as part of our podcast collect collection. That's nileboylan.com. You can actually watch the interview because he joined me on Zoom. And he's such a lovely man. He's had such... A, his life has been torn apart. Um, if you want to, by the way, there is another podcast going back a little bit while ago where we talked about his life. But this is the second time this has happened to him, not to f the first time. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail, but the first time it happened was back in the 1980s. As a gay man, he had a relationship with a, a man who, was, um, who claimed he was a reporter, actually, and he was undercover. He claimed he was 21, but in fact he was 19 years of age. But at that time in Britain, the age of consent for gay men was 21 years of age, and he was charged. Um, and it was an outrageous, when you listen to the story, they destroyed his political career because of this. And, and in other words, they did it to destroy his political career because he was doing so well. At the time, of course, he was Maggie Thatcher's right-hand woman, or man, should I say, uh, right-hand man. And, you know, he, he was destined to probably be the leader of the, the Tory party at one stage in Britain. And as you can hear, a very well-spoken man, very well-educated man, and a very passive man as well to listen to. Um, anyway, as I said, the interviews are there on the podcast and it's nileboylan.com. Now, we want to get your views on this because your views are what's important on the show and again I don't want people coming on the air to say I think he's innocent I think he's guilty blah 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 that's not what we're doing because that would be unfair because everybody's innocent until proven guilty but what we do want to know is if you agree with Harvey Proctor and if you agree with some people that this is not the way to go about it now there are organizations who will say this is wonderful and this is exactly what we need women coming forward and on television shows making accusations before they even go to the police you know if those accusations are incorrect, by the way, or false, which they could be, we don't know that, um, until somebody gets a day in court, it's defamation. And you've destroyed somebody's career. But it's all well and good taking a defamation case and somebody saying to you, well, okay, you won the defamation case, here's 200,000. When your career is destroyed, your character's in tatters. Uh, because as far as everybody's concerned, you're a rapist. And people will always say that, even if you're found innocent. They say to be charged with something like that is worse, is just as bad as being found guilty. Because... You were going to always be tarnished. Oh, that's the guy that was charged with rape. Do you remember him? Oh, yeah. Nobody will ever mention. Yeah, but he was found in court to be innocent. But no, no, no. He was charged. No smoke without fire. You know yourself. That's what people say. No smoke without fire. So here's the question. Do you applaud these documentary makers who will claim they went to a lot of trouble in this investigation over three years? Or you, do you condemn that form of trial by media? Let me go to Emma. Emma, hi, you're on Ireland's Classic. It's Radio. How are you? Oh, all good. How are you? Good. Emma, let's focus not so much on who's innocent or who's guilty, but the, these types of documentaries or these type of exposés, if, if that's the better word for it. Is it the right thing to do? I, in my opinion, I do think it is the right thing to do. Um, 
just as it's like it's setting an example for people out there you know what I mean like it's not okay to go about doing certain things and if it does happen and it is brought to light that may not happen in our daily lives but as a celebrity they're setting examples they're there to set examples for people because they are like influencers they're influencing people's lives you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I do think it is right for that documentary to come out I've, I've no doubt that Russell Brand is not a great influence on young men certainly well his behaviour in the past I know he's changed his life over the last three or four years but his behaviour in the past is certainly not something I would like any man to aspire to be because he was a misogynist and he used women but mind you, according to him, the women that he used were willing participants and they were consenting. So I'm not going to deny that or, or get into the, involved in that conversation because that's between him and the courts, if indeed he's charged with anything. But when you have a situation where you have a documentary where people are making allegations, because that's all they are, are accusations, we don't know if they're true or false. And that's not how justice works. Do you know what I mean? I know. Yeah, I do get that, but it's like people need to be informed about like what does happen if that does happen. I'm not saying he is guilty or he's not, but like if he is guilty, like people are going to be informed of that through this because people don't really. But 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 wait, wait, hang on, but but if he is guilty, um, that would be up to a court and a jury to decide, or if he's not yeah. guilty, and vice versa. But it's not up to Channel Four. You know, if that's the if that's the case, we've lost the run of ourselves. If we if we think the media are judge and jury. I think it's up to Tower 4 to enlighten people of what could happen. You know Absolutely. I mean? Have a documentary all about misogyny. Have a documentary about you know, men and the things that men may have done in the past that are not acceptable anymore, for example. And have a documentary about women if you want to as well. Have documentaries enlightening people and telling people what sort of behaviour is and, and isn't acceptable you know, in 2023. But to focus that documentary on an individual and name that individual and to insinuate that uh, that individual is involved in a criminal offence as serious as rape is quite serious for a documentary to do, for television to do, without actually having any charges, any criminal aspect. In other words, nobody's even gone to a police station. I know in a podcast he was making jokes and things about that. And like, I know a lot of people take influence off people, especially like this whole Andrew Tate thing that happened. So I could see Well, he's that an idiot, Andrew Tate. So I don't really care too much about yeah, Andrew Tate. Yeah, but like, a lot of people would look up to him, like, and you wouldn't think that they do, but they do. And, like, Russell Brand is a big, like, influence out there for, like, young men and men in general, like, so if they see that, like, you can just get away with even making those jokes, that could lead to something more. So enlightening people and seeing that there is consequences to your actions, I do think is a good thing that Channel 4 is doing that. But, Emma, and I hope I would never wish it upon you to be sexually assaulted or raped or anything like that, but I... I would assume, like most women, if something like that happened to you, your first port of call would be the police. And, and I know there, there are going to, people going to argue, well, I wouldn't go to the police because he's a celebrity and nobody will believe me. Yeah, but, I do think when some people go to the police about things, they don't think things are actually going to be done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if I think if they say, I will bring this to Channel 4, at least their view or what happened to them is finally getting out there, you know? But see, I couldn't do it here. I, I, if you come on the air to me tonight and told me that somebody had sexually assaulted you in the past and you wanted to name the person who did, I'd be sued. I couldn't do it. The Broadcasting Authority would never allow me to do it. But yet, under the guise of Channel 4, under the guise of dispatches and having an investigative team, um, seemingly they're allowed to do it. Now, they do risk being sued by, for, by Russell Brand for defamation if indeed what they're saying isn't true. Yeah. 
No, I do get that, but I, if they have released it, they must have some evidence there, you know what I mean, mm. to be able to go ahead and release that documentary. So if they do release it, there should be evidence there, you know what I mean? Did you watch this? Did you watch the documentary? Sorry for interrupting. I haven't watched it myself, but I have seen, like I've heard the podcast kind of things and I've seen the comments online of things and yeah. what people have been saying. And I do agree that it should should be aired, to be honest, to set that example. And, you, and you, don't, you don't think it's trial by media? I'm not a hundred percent. Like I do get that kind of point of view of it, but I do see from what has happened in the past with all the cases of Johnny Depp and stuff. A lot of stuff can like be led online, and people can go off opinions that they see online. So I do think Channel Four comes forward as a broader media, not as something that's fake news and stuff like that. I do think if they're doing it in a way that portrays that he's not guilty or that he is guilty, and like not being like being not being biased, I guess. Um, and when you say not being biased, the whole program centered around five women who made quite serious yeah. allegations. So, so it is, of course, it's bias. I do think it's focusing more on those women, though, and I do think if those accusations are there, there's five women coming forward. I don't think five women would just make up that they've been sexually assaulted. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I. Okay, we'll, we'll stay. We'll stay there for a second. Uh, let me go to Tina as well. Tina, hi. How are you doing? You're on Ireland's Dance Kids Radio. Hi, Niall. Uh, Tina, Emma believes that it's important that these documentaries, these types of exposés are out there because, you know... It, no, it, I don't. No, that's wrong. What happened to being innocent until proven guilty? Everybody's accused of being guilty till it, Like, this happened 10 years ago. Hello. Yeah. Well, it's a money spin and fucking racket. And besides, if the five women were that serious about it, why don't they just go like everybody else is on social media and go, hoo-hoo, boo-hoo, Russell Brand rate me? I don't believe Oh, shit. Mm. Let's be honest about it. Well, well, I, well I, I, I don't want to get into a conversation tonight whether you believe it or whether you don't believe it. Uh, the conversation, well, the com, well, no, well, the conversation is about whether we should be allowed to run those type of documentaries and expose people. But why should they? They haven't even accused the man yet. What's this about? Like, it's a load of shit. What are they doing? Jumping the gun? I think Stand the girl's voice is going to be heard, though. I think that's. I think the girl's voice is going to be heard. I think that's the main thing of this, though. Um, like every I other woman who's jumped on a rich man's bandwagon, yeah, can't we? But like that shouldn't be how it is. Just because somebody's rich, that shouldn't be how it is. And if that's the way they behave, they expose it on, on, by all means. But uh, no, but he doesn't think he's special, and he's a very spiritual person, to be honest with you. And he comes across. Well, well you, yeah, but you, Tina, you're yeah, but Tina, you're talking about the Russell Brand of the last four years. The Russell Brand before that was not a very spiritual man. And we're talking like, about five women that were supposedly raped ten years ago coming forward ten years later when the man is in the spotlight, really. I don't think I don't people know. can just change overnight. And I do think women need a lot of time to process something that serious that happened to them. So I do think now is the time they're coming forward because they finally have the voice to say it. And nah. by going to tell for it, if that gives them the confidence to do it, go ahead and do that. Well, maybe, but I don't think that's easy by putting the spotlight when when these women's testimonies haven't even gone to trial or anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a, do you know what I'm saying? They're already putting the spotlight on him. And when a man is accused like that, whether he's guilty or innocent, that, that's all going to be like a brand mark on him now. And I don't think that's fair. I don't think it's, it's a fair way to treat anybody, to be honest. If he, Just if because he is he's a man, guilty, like... If he is guilty, I do think, honestly, taking that bit of fame away from him and showing that he's but not all that... how come you're not saying and if he's yeah, innocent? Why aren't well, you saying if he's he, innocent? He could he could be innocent for all reasons. He, he could, could be. be. You know, I well, say give the man a fair trial, give him a you chance. Have, 
you know. Uh, you have to do that. If you'll pardon the pun. <laughs> it's not as if you have one woman here, though. You have five. You have five women coming forward. And it's very unlikely that five girls came together and said, let's cut him down for doing something like this. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, I reckon it has happened, to be honest. And this is just my opinion. You can take whatever way you want, but I reckon it has if there's five women coming forward to Channel 4. Okay, well, 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 say, say there, say there, Emma. Let me go to Barry as well. Barry, hi, how are you? How you doing, uh, Barry? Is this the right way to deal with? Well, it's a very serious accusation, by the way. Or accusations. Yeah, uh, I just basically think how are you going to get an unbiased jury to sit on any court case like that? Well, you're going to have to find a jury that hasn't seen the documentary. Yeah, exactly. Well, I haven't seen it myself, but. Well, they won't like be using you. You're in Ireland. But go on, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the Irish laws and the English laws are different. Cause... Well, they're not. They're actually quite similar. Our laws are very no, similar. If you go back a couple of years ago about rugby players. Oh, I know, I know. I, people brought that up today as well. They mentioned right. that the Belfast yeah. trial. But, but uh, in, in relation to... It should be named. But you heard Emma's point that it's important that a strong message is sent out that this behaviour, particularly by celebrities you know, who abuse, I suppose, to some degree, abuse their power, shouldn't be tolerated and should be exposed. Yeah, but exposed in court, not over social media and not over television. But then this could happen again. It could happen again. It could happen again, and it may have happened, it may not, I don't know. But no charges have been pushed forward against them, so then they shouldn't be allowed to do it. Mm. I do think, though, it, it's all about, I don't think it's, yeah, I know it's aimed at him, but it's standing well, in yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Please let, Barry, please let Emma finish, hold on, please let Emma okay. finish what she was saying to you. Sorry, Emma, go ahead. It's, I do I do think it's just standing an example for people out there. Like, I'm not saying it's men, all men, because it's not all men, the women do this too, but it's standing an example that just because you're in power, you can't take over that power and do this to people, because that's ruining people's lives. And if you're ruining people's lives, why you might as well be exposed all over the TV. Um, what about um, people could be ruining his life? That's not true. And why does the well, TV have to name him? I seriously doubt, let, though, like, the court, Channel 4 the would run something if they didn't have evidence at all, though. Well, well, where's the evidence in front of the Crown Court, or whatever you call it, in England? See, Barry makes a good point. Emma, put the documentary out. Put the women on to tell their stories to some degree. Obviously, you know, keeping back information that might identify the person. But why identify the person? They they want to send the message out there to say he's not a nice person. You shouldn't be but, looking up to a celebrity. But you, you but you can't do that because we don't we don't know if he's well. Apart from the sex addiction that he has admitted himself being very transparent about, the idea that you're saying he's not a nice person. You're, it, there's no law against being not a nice person, or, or there's no, and I, you know, and I've heard people today saying, "Oh, I always knew he was a bit creepy." There's no law against being a bit creepy either. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, there's a law against sexual assault and rape, obviously, and coercive control. But in saying that, it's not up to a television station to decide, you know, whether this woman is telling the truth, for example, or this woman here is telling the truth. That's up to a court. Yeah, it's like. It's just because, I, from my view, I see that he's been making the jokes online about it. Like, he's been making jokes on a podcast is what I've seen. And if, if you're willing to make that joke, you're willing... Jokes to, about what? Jokes about women in general? He was making the jokes about the sexual assault on the podcast. 
So well, I don't, I don't think he's making jokes about this particular documentary. Um, you know, the last. Well, it's not about this documentary. Yeah. It's about sexual assault in general. Like he's making the jokes about it. If you're willing to make that jokes about that, you're willing. You you are kind of agreed to that. It's okay. You know, See, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be a fan of his, so I don't listen to his material, generally speaking. But I do remember many years ago, and I know I, I know he's changed. He's more become more political now. But many years ago, uh, as a comedian, I found him quite vulgar, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? And the stuff he would talk about. And, and you were right. He was disrespectful, very disrespectful towards women in his comedy. In the way he would talk about sexual acts and all sorts of different things like that. Um. Stay there for a second. Let me just go to Dara if I can. Um, Dara, hi. How are you? Dara, are you there? Huh. I lost Dara all of a sudden. Not to mind yourself. Oh, I think I know why. Um, if you want to give us a call, you can. The number is 087-188-008. That's 087-188-008. And the question we're asking is, is a trial by social media? Now, of course, we are talking about Russell Brand. Again, I, I want to point out that I don't want anybody coming on the air and deciding whether you believe he's innocent or guilty. That's not up to us. That's not our decision. No more than I believe it's Channel 4's decision to decide that. But what I am asking you is, is it right? Because Emma believes these kind of expose documentaries are the right thing to do. Dara, hi, how are you? Sorry about that. Not so bad, not so bad. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can, Dara. So Emma was saying there a few minutes ago she believes these type of exposés are important because it sends a strong message out, you know, this you cannot, you know, abuse your power. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. But it is... Um, I do absolutely believe that that is very important, but it's also the other side of the coin that it is quite dangerous for people's reputations when there isn't any hard evidence being presented and I know that you're saying there's five women but when it starts off with one it's it can be dismissed and it's like okay well this is all hearsay and we we don't really know what's going on with that but until someone comes forward it's we'll just push it to the side but then when two hops on it kind of adds more depth to it and then three four and five so now it's like anyone can say it and they believe it because the pure amount of backup that they have with the other women and it could have just started off with one woman who was maybe who knows well, I, I believe Channel 4, actually, or the, the Times who were doing the investigation, approached many women that he had been with over the last 20 years because they did approach one woman who gave her story in the paper today and said they approached me. I told him he was a nice guy. He had asked me for sex. I said no, so he just fell asleep. I got up and left the apartment the next day, but they didn't run the story that I gave them. So they only, they only wanted stories that were bad, of course. Yeah, well, obviously, they picked out the most volatile relationships that he did have. And people who did maybe want to spite him because look at him, he is famous, he is well known, he's doing well for himself, and he's like come through sex addiction or whatever. And uh, he's making it to be, I don't know, I mm-hmm. think, I think, it, I think it's unfair. So, what, so what's the fairest way that those women should have went to the police if indeed they had an axe to grind or if indeed there was a crime committed? Absolutely, like I wouldn't say the, mo- the motive of justice would be. Channel 4, <laughs> to be fair. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, Channel 4 went looking for people. But stay there for a second. Let me just go to Melissa. Melissa, hi. How are you? Good evening, Niall. How are you doing? Melissa, um, unfortunately, I've only got about two minutes, but go on. No, that's fine. Yeah, no, I think this is terribly wrong. We have become a culture of guilty until proven innocent. Um, social media, especially, like it's blown up there all over 
Facebook or Oh, Twitter it's trending for the last three days. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I've been a victim of something similar. Obviously, not to his Not as serious as that, I was Yeah. But I am in political life, and um, my life has been devastated by defamation on social media. And like that, I had court cases, so I couldn't stand up and defend myself because I'm not allowed to talk about it before the court case. Mm-hmm. So then it would gain legs, as everything does in Ireland. And, um, you know, I've been, like, the person, actually, that did it to me is in jail. And is in jail and has a double. Yeah, don't don't sentence. go. But don't do me a favor. Don't go too deeply into it for your own sake. No, I'm just say. saying the person that okay. did it to me is was actually okay. people as well, and um, was found guilty okay. of an amount. Okay, you're, 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 please, Melissa. I'm asking just not to talk about it because it's just best no. for you and for us as well. Because you're oh, taking no, a defamation no, I'm case. I'm just saying I've been yeah. a victim of. I know, and so you've been a victim like of defamation. Been, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, serious defamation, like serious mm. stuff, like. It went nearly destroyed my life, like, and I was standing in elections, and of course it has an impact on what people think of you. If there's people certain stuff about you, I would have been about to go on Morning Ireland one stage, mm-hmm. and um, it was a virgin, virgin one, whatever. Okay, it and, doesn't matter what the names of the people are, but yeah, I, I know you, I know, no, I know, I, I understand the damage, damaging effect it had on you, Melissa. And I understand you want to talk about it. But I also understand yeah. that you have a case no, just ongoing. Just another area of it, like I would have been up there, they asked me to come up, it was talking on the HPV vaccine at the time and the damaged children in Ireland, there's 500 of them, just want to drop that one in there. And um, I was to go up to speak about it, I was rang by the producer and asked to come up and I was going out my door, they put me up for the night. I was very ill at the time, I was going through cancer and I still wanted to do this and give out this message. And I was going out the door of my hotel to go live at eight o'clock on that morning show. And someone rang up the show and said that I was a child abuser. And I had to come back home to Washford from Dublin. That's, that's horrendous. Okay, horrendous. But, I know, it, absolutely, it is horrendous when somebody takes away your good character. But, but in saying absolutely. that, okay, so is there any, um, I suppose, way that you believe when they turn around they say well the reason we do this is because it encourages other women to come forward who may then go to the mm. police is that well, even look, a reason I'm someone that has been out on the streets here of Warsford and Limerick and traveling around the country in the sound of silence and sexual assault and um, begging people to come forward because you know the 57 percent of people sexually assaulted in Ireland that don't come forward right this is a, a new report mm-hmm. in Ireland so there's other ways and means of bringing people forward than this. I don't believe this is right. I don't believe that you sh- should be just pasted um, before proven innocent. Like, what about all the other court cases? See, an, an amount of stuff going on here in Ireland. We don't have to go as far as himself. And if, you know, there's many court cases going on here, we, there's no names mentioned. It's not allowed to be spoke of in the media. And is I think it? that's fair, by the way. People are entitled to their good name until such a time as we realise they don't have a good name anymore. That's what the Legally. court is there for. Now, Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan on the home of the 80s and 90s. Ireland's classic hits radio. By the way, can I just point out, because it's it, it would be remiss of me to say it, if indeed those allegations are true, um, it would be fair to say it's disturbing in every shape and form, and everybody should condemn that. But what I'm finding here tonight, uh, the same as I found today when I talked about it, is that the majority of people, although they would be horrified of watching the documentary and, and thinking this could be, this is possibly true, is that they believe it shouldn't be on television. 
or social media for that matter, the majority of logically minded people believe that this is for the courts to decide and not for anybody else to decide. So if you have an alternative view and you believe that was the right thing to do to do an expose on television about an individual person, um, look, by all means, do an expose on television, you know, and not name a person and say, you know, there's a, a celebrity. I know that starts a guessing game. I do get that that starts a guessing game. But if nobody names the person, as will happen to John Leslie, if you can go back in time, but then somebody eventually named him on Channel 5 um, when there was a book written, I can't remember her name, it was a long, long time ago now. Um, she wrote a book and, and claimed she was raped by another celebrity. And for about six months, people were trying to guess. Now, at the time, we didn't have social media who the celebrity was until Matthew Rice on Channel 5 eventually named him and turned around and said, well, we all know it's John Leslie they're talking about. It turned out it wasn't John Leslie, but his life was destroyed. He was taken off breakfast television, which was he was doing really well on television. He turned to alcohol and cocaine. Um, he uh, His life just turned upside down. And I met John Leslie. Uh, back in the latter half of the 2000s, in 2009 or so. I was working in a nightclub when he came in and he ended up staying after the nightclub was over. We sat down and had a chat for about 20 minutes and he told me all about it. And I remember him outside the courtroom in, in Scotland at the time. I think it was in Scotland. He was in, in court. And he cried outside the courtroom once he was cleared that he wasn't the person named in the book. And then he took a case against the individual because the individual who wrote the book couldn't or wouldn't say, actually, no, it wasn't John Leslie and led people to continue to believe it was him. But anyway, his career is over. You probably have never heard of him, have you? Unless you're as old as me. Uh, because his career, he never bounced back. He never got his career back on television again. So it can be destroying for people to have a false allegation against them. Now again, I say to you, we don't know whether the allegations are true or false. And that's not what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about the way and the method in which we do this. Is it trial by media? Or is it in the public interest? You let me know. Uh, the number is 87 Angela, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall, how are you? Angela, you know, um, a lot of people are saying, and I'm listening to some of the women's organisations today, they're so happy with this, they think it's wonderful, this is great, This is, we need more of this, women need to be believed, this is the right thing to do, it'll encourage other women to come forward who may have had an incident with Russell Brand. Um, so they believe it's the right thing to do. Yeah, Ulrika Johnson was... Oh, um, Ulrika Johnson was the girl who wrote the book. That. That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that day that Matthew Wright did that to him. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, everyone should believe. Let's let's just have a free for all. Isn't isn't that basically what's happening now? Mm -hmm. You can go to a television center. You can go to whoever, accuse someone without going to the police, and let them be named, let them be slated, let them be slaughtered by everyone out there for maybe it then to turn around and go, oops, sorry, didn't really, do you know what I mean? Didn't happen like you know, that, after all. It didn't happen like that, after all. And there are two, you know, fair Jews, I've, I've always said it to any woman who is brave enough, and very brave to come out, um, and not be anonymous in cases. Three years this has been going on. Okay, so three years apparently this investigation is going on. And these women are sitting there, sitting on this for three years. I think it was one of them, wasn't it? One of them turned around and said that they received a letter saying that it's not true and he is who he is and basically, you know, you're going to take that no further. Yeah, uh, that was Alice. So Alice was the 16-year-old yeah. girl, not her real name, obviously. 
she mm. had already gone to Russell Brand's agents or his PR team yeah. or whatever, PA, and written a letter on three occasions, I think. And yeah. um, each time she got a letter back from the solicitor saying, this is completely untrue. Please don't write us anymore or we'll take a case of defamation against you or whatever it is. So, yeah. but, but so, then again, we, we don't know whether Alice is telling the truth, we do, we and, don't and we don't know, know whether Russell Brand's solicitors are telling the truth. No, but but the, the I think my biggest thing about this is that um, they, they, they they haven't gone to the police, you know, and like as you say, that would be that would be my first port of call if anything happened. Well, like well that. isn't the argument from some women when it comes to a celebrity that they don't go to the police because they believe they won't be believed? Isn't that that's what they that's what they're saying? That's what they're saying. But I know Jesus were like a broken second record now with the two boys above in the north, right? She was believed, wasn't she? She was believed enough about the two rugby lads, about Paddy and Stuart, and they went to court and they 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 were found not guilty. You know, and like that again, what disgusts me is the fact that. There was, you know, speculation. It was um, an accusation against them too. And that was on a Friday. And on Sunday, they were suspended. Friday. It was, they weren't even, there wasn't even charges brought out. And on Sunday, they were suspended from Ireland and Ulster Rugby. This is, this is what annoys me. I'm not saying that anyone should come out and should not come out. Of course you should come out. But the thing is also, you are accusing someone of something and you can potentially destroy lives with it. Well, just uh, Russell Brand, BBC have just announced this evening that Russell Brand's tour has now been postponed. Because well, didn't he play Didn't he play last night? He, didn't on he, Saturday he night. Had last night. Sa- on Saturday, Saturday night, yeah. 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 Mm. But like then again, there you go again. Just you know, they're cancelling all of these things. Why? Because someone made an accusation. Well, not just someone. There's there's five ladies there's, altogether. There's, there's five ladies. There's five ladies who over three years have not said a word. Who over three years have sat down. Apparently, well, not with apparently. A, with they a television station. With a tel- television station, with researchers, with investigators, with all of that. Did not one of those stations turn around and say, do you not think you should go to the guards with this? Do you not think you should go to the police? Because that would be a first port of call for anyone, is to go. I don't understand why they're not. If this has been three years in the making... And you turn around and they obviously would have said, listen, to each and every one of them, we've four others who are coming. So far, we've got four others. You're not on your own. Why have they not done that? Well, again, I say to you the reason they don't do that, and we often hear cases of women who would wait 20 years, 15, 20 years. Yeah. And and there's a sense of victim blaming in relation to that, that they'd say that, Maybe it takes time. I mean, you look, for example, at the people, the children who were abused in the Catholic Church. They didn't come forward for 20, 30 years in some cases. Should we turn around and say, oh, we should ignore them because they didn't come forward? No, no. And um, I heard somebody talking earlier on today saying there should be a statute of limitations. 
No. No. I don't agree with that. But what I'm saying is, in the past three years, or two years, or even one year, these five... During the, you're women, talking about during the investigation where they were brave enough to come forward to the television station. Where yeah. they are okay. brave enough to but, come But forward. again, as I say to you, one of them did say that at the time, the girl from Nadia, her name, obviously not her real name, uh, from Los yeah. Angeles, said that when he, she was raped by him, she said that she didn't go to the police in Los Angeles because she said she didn't think she'd be believed because he was a celebrity, he had a lot of power, he was a big Hollywood star at the time because he had been in many movies, he was yeah. living in L.A., yeah. and she didn't think he'd, she'd be believed, and that's why she didn't go to the police. But now, in this documentary, she knows that there's four others. But isn't that what they say? Power in numbers, isn't it? Isn't that what they say? Power that... in numbers. So why haven't they done that? Why have well, they did? They well, they didn't had. know each other. I'm assuming these five ladies didn't know each other, the te- no. and, and they wouldn't have right up to the day of the broadcast because I'm pretty sure they didn't say to these ladies, "Well, look, we have Alice and we have this other lady and we have this other lady and this other lady." Yeah. Uh, so you know, yours yours will be featured on the show too. I don't think that was the way it was done. I would imagine the investigation focused. Each researcher would have focused on each individual yeah, girl. Have, yeah, they probably would have had yeah. somebody. Well, what I'm saying is. Well, like, you know, in my ignorance, correct me if I'm wrong, if you were doing this and you find that there is someone, right, and you go, listen, we really want you to do this, and she's like, no, no, but we have someone else. Well, I, well, we hey, well, well I, 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 I put my cards on the table. I would never do this on a radio show because, no. firstly, well, firstly, you would have to have a barrister sitting beside you in the studio um, yeah. when you're putting it together. But secondly, you would have to be 100% sure that it's a fact. You would almost have to have the evidence and the photographs there to prove it's a fact because you risk a massive defamation case if indeed it's untrue. So, and, and my view always, I wouldn't do it on a point of principle because I always believe that the justice system is there for a reason. And you have, I have to say, always been so careful that people don't name, people don't talk, people don't, do you know what I mean? Mm. You will always kind of say, right. No, I have to. Well, that's my, well, that's my responsibility, yeah. You know, that's your responsibility to the show, to Well, it's, to well, it's also my responsibility to the state because, because, you know, we have a justice system. Some people may have not, may not have faith in it, but we have a justice system. And, and the way it happens is if somebody commits a crime against you, there's a, there's a procedure. You might not like yeah. the procedure. It doesn't always work very well. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But that's the procedure. And until something better yeah. comes along, that is the procedure. You go to the police. You make an app or you make a claim against somebody. You take they take a statement. They listen to you. By the way, they don't always have to believe you, but they listen to you and support your story yeah. and support you in your hour of need. They then go to the person you've accused. They will bring that person to the police station. They will take a statement from them, and then the the DPP in this country will decide whether there's enough evidence to charge you. There's a case or not. And that's that's and the way the justice system works. And if you're not happy with that, well, there's nothing we can do about it. That's just the way it is. No. That is the way it is. Yeah, you don't go to classic hits and say, you know, a crime has been committed against me, can I report it? Well, no, you can't. We have to send you to the police. No, you can't. Go to to the police because that's what they're there for. And that's why I'm saying with these five women, they they know there's five of them there now. Well, I'm not on my own in this. There's five of us. So I'm going to go to the guards, um, to the police, unless the other four go to police. And there we have five cases. In, in, the, in the past, when they've done this, uh, and the argument from women's groups, to be fair, they say the reason they do this, and the police encourage it to some degree, 
uh, particularly in Britain, more so than it's been done here, is that it encourages other women to come forward to corroborate stories. In other words, it encourages other women who may have had a similar experience with the individual in question to come forward. Yeah. But the thing is, Niall, I think, I suppose every everyone is different. I have a total different personality to this because if it was me and if someone did this to me, I would stand on every pillar in Ireland and shout it from the rooftops that, mm. you know, I get, that, that's just me. I suppose sometimes I feel, yeah, I'm a strong person. I could do that. Others aren't like that. But I'm, I'm, what I'm waiting to see now is, does this go to a police investigation? By the way, Steve has just texted and he says, uh, Niall, I completely disagree with you when you said that people who make false allegations should go to prison as this would deter the real victims from coming forward. Well, let me clarify what I, what I mean by that. If somebody is found not guilty, that doesn't mean that the accuser should go to jail because it doesn't mean the accuser is lying. It just means that there isn't enough evidence or indeed yeah. they're not guilty, one or the other. Yeah. Um, so, But if somebody is found to be purposefully lying, in other words, yeah. they admit in the dock or in the, you know, in the court of law, Actually, I'm sorry, I made up the whole thing. Um, it's actually yeah. a lie. They never done anything. Well, then I believe they should go to jail. Or if evidence comes yeah. forward proven, from somebody. Yeah, and it's proven that if, they've lied. It's proven. Yeah. I, I genuinely think. They should go to jail. Because you are trying, you are purposely going out to destroy someone's life. Absolutely, you should go to jail in those you situations. You should go to jail. Okay. Stay, well, stay you there know. a second. Let me, go, let me go to Maureen. Maureen, hi. You're on Ireland's Classic. It's radio. Hi, Niall. How are you? How you doing, Maureen? I'm good, thank God. Maureen, is there, um, is there room on TV for these types of expose shows? Is, it, is that the right thing to do? No, I don't think so, no. I think okay. it's, it's trial by media. They're prosecutor, judge, jury and hangman. All in one. Um, and they have, I've been listening to you earlier on, they be, as you said, look, they've been sitting on this for three years. Look, they've investigated journalists. We know what kind of investigators and journalists and how some of them can be. Martin Bashir was one of them, was proved. What he did to Diana with his false documents, lured her. She was completely unaware of the trap he laid for her. I'm not saying that this was done with these women, but I'm very suspicious because I, I, I had listened to Russell Brand recently before I used to listen to his comedy by my watching now and again. But he's been always been very transparent. That's one thing about him. And I believe it's a witch hunt. I believe the time is right for this to happen. Uh, I think he's either pissed somebody off at a high level or he was gunning for somebody and they've got wind of it. And okay, let's bring on the witch hunt now. But as the other well, that, yeah, that was no, 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 okay. okay, Maureen, that was his argument. And he said this on Friday. But he many did, no, but, but okay, but many people have also equally suggested that he himself manipulated this situation by moving his political uh, views from left to right over the last two or three years and gaining such a huge following that would believe him because he knew what was coming. And that's why he changed his lifestyle. Now, again, that's just another theory, just like the theory yeah. that you have that people are putting out online yeah. as well. Yeah. That they're trying yeah. to shut him up. Now, if yeah. indeed, if indeed, trying to shut him up, yeah. Well, well, Maureen, if indeed it is true, let's just say if it is true, yeah. 
right? And and by the way, by his own admission, Maureen, you know, he's addicted to sex. By his own admission, he yeah, his behavior well, yeah, with, with women was inappropriate. Well, well, if that's irrelevant, whether you admit it, by by his yeah, own admission, his behavior with women was inappropriate. You know, so I, I mean, when you say at least he admitted it, that's like me saying, "Well, I killed somebody five years ago, so I should be grand because at least I admitted it." So what I'm saying to you is that maybe he knew what was coming, and that's why he suddenly changed his lifestyle. Okay, he may be a good person now, but that doesn't relieve him of what may have happened in the past or may not have happened in the past. No, it it doesn't. But I'm still of the opinion that it is a witch hunt. It is a witch hunt like they did on Cliff Richard. It is a witch hunt like... Well, what they did to Cliff Richard was disgusting. Many other things we've seen happen. And you know what journalists now are like and some of the investigators. They coerce and they put words in people's mouths. They're very clever at this. And you, don't, you and I or anybody else, we, won't, we don't know. Were those women offered any money? Were they not? If it goes well, well, to trial, no, in fairness, they would have to come out in a court. Well, absolutely. And Harvey Proctor, who we spoke to earlier on, did say he challenged um, Channel 4 dispatches, Times and yeah. Sunday Times to yeah. be transparent that if the women were given any money or paid a fee uh, to come on the show, that they should tell people about that. That's right, they should. And I was now, if they weren't, that's fine. Flipping through things, and I've seen already today where where he's been called a rapist. Oh yeah, I know. I've seen it all over yeah, social I mean, media. He's now being yeah, called a rapist I by mean, many people. But, but 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 that's you see that's wrong because, like, when you do this by me, trial by media, I call it. You are actually you are actually guilty. So you are the, the truth of it is that you're innocent until proven. We say in Scotland, we say until proven guilty in England, Ireland, and Wales. But with a trial like this, you're not innocent. People are looking at you. Oh, he's guilty, or she's guilty, no doubt about it. So it shouldn't be. It should be kept quiet until it's a police investigation, and it moves then on to go into a courtroom. And then that names come out. Until then, it shouldn't happen. Because people don't get a fair trial. That's why... Do, well, okay, well, here's the thing. thing. If we detest it so much, I, I know you mentioned you didn't see it, Maureen. Cases right on the radio. Okay, did you, did you see the documentary, Angela? No, I didn't. Yeah. I only saw bits and pieces. I, I, I okay. only saw bits and pieces of it. I didn't even know okay. it was on. Angela, did you see it? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. If we detest it so much, why did you watch it? Isn't that what the that's Me? what this is all? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that what this is all about? Because it's a, bit, it's a I scoop. I will be very honest. I actually only found out about this on Saturday afternoon, and um, because the, oh, there's just a load of crap going on, and um, I was out in the best friend, and she said it, and I said, "What?" And she goes, "Yeah, apparently there is someone going to be outed for all this blah blah blah, right?" And I went, "Wow!" And it was weird because. When I went to record it, I actually did it on my phone and then came home and it was dispatches. And when I went into it, it was dispatches Russell Brand and I was like, what the heck? And I just went, hmm. Yeah, they they didn't name him till Saturday afternoon, but he named himself on Friday. Yeah, I think, you see, Mm. this is what I'm saying. I didn't know any of that. Yeah, he he did. He put out a video on Friday saying that there will be uh, a television company uh, had been in touch with him in the newspaper in relation to uh, serious allegations that were being made against him. 
And he basically yeah. said that, and he admitted, he said, I've been very transparent throughout my life about my sexual addiction problem, about my behavior. And he said, very transparent. And he said, but all I'll say is that everything I've ever done has been consensual. So, and he said, I, I deny anything that is in the documentary. And, and, and you know, like, th- there are people out there who have those kind of fetishes, who have, you know, because he's always, he's always been very promiscuous. He's always no, been But there's very... nothing, there's nothing illegal about being promiscuous, by the way, can I just point out? No, because, like, th- th- I was chatting to someone earlier on, and I said, it's like the Graham Dwyer case, right? Uh, Graham Dwyer is into this. And if he hadn't murdered Elaine O'Hara, he would probably still be having sex with women and stabbing them and slitting them and choking them. And there yeah, because that was his fetish. Yeah. That's his fetish. Do you, do, you see, do you see anything wrong with that behavior? Because it was discussed today in the television. For example, when he was on Big Brother, um, you know, there was an audience of young people, you know, in their 20s and what have you, young girls and what have you. And seemingly... The producers would say the women, the women were queuing up to go back to his hotel room and sleep with him. And on one occasion, uh, one of the producers said, mentioned that she reckoned he was sleeping with five women a day. Now, the, now clean, seemingly they were all willing participants, but is there, is there anything wrong with that? Sleep, you can't sleep with five women a day and rape five women a day. I mean, in all fairness, like, no. you know, um, uh, if that's what he's... Who am I to put anyone down for what their sexual fantasy is or their sexual fetish is. It's the same But as is, it, is it an abuse of power by celebrities? No. Oh, because they, they pick them out of the... No, because, they, it, because they're celebrities, they want to sleep with them, isn't it? Yeah, because they're celebrities, they want to sleep with them. And, the, and that's it. And like 99% of people who would have slept with Russell Brand would have known exactly what he's like. I, well, I would assume they would. Listen, ladies, thank you, Maureen. Thank you, Angela. And so many people texting in, by the way, but I have to be honest, um, the vast majority of people, I would say, I'm looking out here at Jane, and I would say, Jane, would it be fair to say that 95% of people that text in believed it wasn't the right way to go about it? And, and that's just our audience. I can't change their mind. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.